Welcome to Spirit Chat Radio with your host, Jennifer O'Neill, where the focus is to simplify the process of using the spiritual tools and gifts you were born with in a way that fits into your everyday life. Jennifer is a leading expert in the field of spirit communication and has spent the last 20 years as a professional psychic and spiritual teacher, helping people all over the world learn how to develop themselves spiritually through her books, podcasts, and her virtual learning center, Keys to the Spirit World. For the next hour, join Jennifer to discover different tools and techniques that will help you learn how to navigate the spirit world better and empower you on your own spiritual journey. Aloha and welcome to Spirit Chat Radio. Today we're going to be doing a really cool subject on becoming a healer. And I have a guest who I think that you will all enjoy who's a dear friend of mine, and I'm going to introduce her in just a minute. Before we get into that, I want to make sure to remind everybody that I have a couple things going on. One of the things is my YouTube channel. If you want to, um, I will have a link below, but definitely check that out. I've been doing many videos, many spirit chats that are similar to this, only just like shorter versions, and if you're interested in it, go to YouTube, click on the link below that I'm going to put below actually, or like in the description and uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel because I'm uploading new videos each week. You can also see them like on my Facebook pages and um, I kind of post them everywhere, my newsletter, wherever. And also don't forget about my uh, higher purpose learning group, which is my Facebook group, which we go in and have a lot of discussions on topics like we do on the show here. So make sure that you join that as well. Welcome, Kao. My friend Kao is also a colleague, and she is a spiritual medium. Aloha. How are you? Uh, aloha, Jennifer. I'm well. Thank you. Good. I invited Kao today because... Um, we have done a lot of different types of things together over the years. We actually did a podcast together a long time ago. Um, she has invited me to do some stuff with her um, healers in hiding as uh, she had kind of gotten passionate about it because she was what she calls a healer in hiding for a long time. When we would do the podcast, it was funny because she didn't realize that she had the gifts that she had, and I used to tease her about it all the time. <laughs> and then the next thing that you know, she's like, oh, yeah, I think I can do this. And I'm like, really? We've been trying to get you to do that for like six months now. <clears throat> so she finally embraced her gifts, and she does really well. She's a very good spiritual medium if you're looking for one. Um and that's why she's also super fitting for the show is we have a lot of interesting stuff when it comes to becoming a healer. So I get a lot of questions which prompted this subject um, on because I do my intuition and psychic ability classes, but I get a lot of people going, well, now I feel like I have the urge to heal people. I'm I really want to get into this field and I feel like I want to help others and they're discovering as they're spiritually awakening, they're discovering that it's a calling for them. And you know mm -hmm. what that's like because you did something very similar, right? You, uh, we started doing some co-hosting together 
around mm-hmm. the time that you're, well, I noticed, I don't remember how well you noticed, because I remember we battled about that a little bit, but your abilities <laughs> really started heightening and you started awakening a lot. And then yes. you felt a calling from that, right? Yes. Yes. So, when we're going to get into the signs of a healer, which we'll talk about, it might be interesting to hear or for the people to learn what were your signs, what were your calling signs as you began to awaken? Okay. And well, from, do you want to discuss that now? or? Yeah. What were your signs? What did you have that signaled you that this was the direction you wanted to go? Because we all know that anybody who's really awakening and most people who are becoming a healer anyways, such, such as yourself, you know, we all mm-hmm. know that most people had those indications when they were smaller, children, teenagers, whatever, and they ignored them and, you know, did the whole nine yards where yes. everybody's like, oh, that, you know, that can't be right. And then you question yourself. And then as you try to fit into society, you push mm-hmm. all that stuff to the back burner. I know it's very similar in that. But when you rediscovered it, got more interested and more confidence in reopening and in becoming that side of yourself again, you know, blossoming into that area again. Mm-hmm. What did do you remember signs that you had that made you feel that, oh yeah, this was a calling because you were in a lot of denial for a long time. I was, you know? I was, <laughs> you were in I... some major <laughs> denial, which is why you that you try to help people now, which is super cool. Yes. So, yes, I was in I was in denial. You know, I knew I had a gift from a very young age. My parents knew I had a gift, but it just was never talked about and not nurtured. And I'm sure they just didn't want me to to be different. And they probably themselves did not have the tools. So as you say, moving all the way forward, when I started rediscovering my gift of my psychic abilities, my mediumship, my my clairvoyance. When I started to discover that again, that it felt like what, what happened for me was it was a flow. I was getting constant confirmation um, from people around me through my dreams. Um, you came, you, you were guiding me all along. You've been mentoring me for a long time. Um, and other people started coming in to help nurture this gift until I actually really saw it myself and was able to fully step into it. So Um, let me give an example. Let me give an example really quick so that they're clear. So when you're saying things started flowing, what I observed, um, just so that we give some examples, is like on some of the radio shows when when KL would co-host with me, we would have callers. And somebody would say, Mm -hmm. should I do this? Or I'm feeling like this or whatever. And KL would pop in going, well, I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe this should be a good idea for her to do, right, Jennifer? And I would be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, because that is your psychic ability. That's not just a guess. And you'd be like, really? So what she would actually input advice, what she thought was advice. And I think that that's how that kind of mm-hmm. starts. And then the other people, it'd be like they'd go, whoa, how – or even myself, when I point out to you, there's really no reason you should have known that um, because mm-hmm. you think you're an advice giver, right? Is that what you mean by like when you would get clarif- when you would get um, confirmation 
that confirmation so yeah you would say something maybe to somebody thinking you were offering advice or see something that you were kind of like well i'm going to tell them this or guide them this way and then you would start seeing that it was stuff you maybe shouldn't have known or that was very helpful to that's them. the way that's the way it started yes and then and then okay. the confirmation of getting further into that not only was it advice but then actually seeing things right. for them um, right. loved ones coming through getting confirmation from the people yes that I was speaking to yeah. whether it was on the podcast or in person so yeah there yeah. was a lot of so those are a lot of stages also so you would went from mm -hmm. just giving advice to giving advice you shouldn't know to seeing pictures that came with advice mm -hmm. to loved ones coming through and I remember this whole development we talked a lot about this as it went because then I also <laughs> remember a while ago telling you that you were going to be a medium and you also didn't like that idea <laughs> you were like well okay uh-huh and I'm like no this is a gift that you have and then you develop that and then same thing happened with the pet communication when you started seeing the pets, right. I'm like, why are you not doing this because this is well because I don't really you know I like your journey because you were um, open and aware and you were confident but uh, standoffish so even though and right. this is a the reason I want to talk about this journey of becoming a healer is because I think that even my students a lot of people when they start feeling that call calling deep down which I know that you begin to fell feel um, mm -hmm. they want to move forward but they're not confident and they want to know okay right. how do I get to where KO is or Jennifer is or whatever they want to feel that way but they don't realize that many healers that's part of the journey you move forward a little bit yeah. and get the confirmation but then you 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 develop that gift for a while and then you develop potentially a new gift so maybe giving advice to giving readings um, giving readings to doing mediumship mediumship to doing pet stuff like you kind of have a two steps forward one step back because you do feel like well how do I know this sometimes or how like it's by repetition and training yeah and whatever that helps you feel um, confident and then that gives you the two steps forward again right that's exactly what it was it was um, the belief in myself so I mm -hmm. was the only one holding me back oh yes, my you were. own self limiting mm -hmm. belief it was yes. all me and mm -hmm. so I needed to go through the process of having my own personal development taking right. workshops taking classes having mm -hmm. teachers that's what it was so yeah it was a it was a long journey so yes there was um, a, you know two steps forward and a step back and the only way forward for everyone listening is by taking action yes and that's taking, the only way forward and, and we're gonna get into the educating part in a little bit too mm -hmm. but that is a very good mm -hmm. point is people think that okay so then um, and what, like I said, we're jumping ahead a little bit. But that's okay because we'll go back. Um, but we get excited. The, yeah, we do. We get excited, and then we, that's why I make outlines for the show so I don't right. like, lose myself in what I'm doing. So, anyways, I I think a lot of people are under the impression that okay, you discover you're a healer, and then things just fall into place like dominoes, and that doesn't always happen. But we'll get right back into this as soon as we come back from the break, and we'll see you soon.
The cutting edge of conscious radio. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Change and growth are part of natural life and also part of your spiritual life. Everyone needs support and guidance, especially during life passages. Upgrade yourself with the Ohm Times Experts program. With Ohm Times Experts, you have access to the best intuitive coaches, spiritual teachers, counselors, astrologists, and oracles. Our team was carefully selected so you can trust. Find out more at experts.ohmtimes.com. Tune in to the Practical Intuitive Mind, Body, Spirit for the Real World with me, host Robin Fritz, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern. I'll cover personal and business intuition, animal communication, mediumship, space clearing, past life regression, shamanic insights, energy healing, soul choice, and more, all to help you tap your own intuitive and healing skills. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm Fidel Nshombo. I was born in a city called the Bukavu in the Congo. We were a loving family. And then, boom, everything that I had disappeared in a single day. People think that when you are a refugee and they resettle to America, and all your problems are done. They don't understand that that's the beginning of everything. I was not born a refugee. I was made one. It's time we welcome refugee families with open arms. Learn more at EmbraceRefugees.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back to Becoming a Healer. Um, we covered a lot with my guest, Kao. And we covered a lot, and we kind of went through a little bit of her healing journey. So I want to backtrack a little bit on... Um, just covering just a few bases. We, we talked about it's a calling and you will begin to feel a calling when you're spiritually awakened. So what will normally happen, and we talked a little bit about your journey, is um, mm -hmm. the signs of a healer. And so we kind of talked about how you started getting your signs. But I'm going to, again, I did a whole podcast on 11 signs if you're a healer, just for those of you wondering. We're not going to cover all of those here just because it literally was a whole podcast. So I'll put the link in the description um, below if you're listening to this. Or you can go to my YouTube channel, my uh, Jennifer O'Neill Spirit Chat YouTube channel, and you can find the 11 signs you're a healer on there. So I cover a lot of that stuff in there because there's other physical signs that you can have besides the urge to heal, hands tingling, your abilities heightening, you know, going through a spiritual awakening. There's some of those as well as some other very... Um, easily detectable signs and you might not have all of them but they're just a guideline for you to follow so then we talked about when you discovering you're discovering you're a healer um, people think it feels different than it does and I think that that's that kind of two steps forward one step back because a lot of healers for many years um, struggle with confidence and gaining confidence and mm -hmm. then if that's not enough where you're trying to gain confidence and trying to figure out how, you know, if you're a healer, okay, now you figured it out. There are different types of healing, which we're just going to touch a little bit on, and then we're going to go to um, the next step, which is uh, what to do next. The different types of healing 
I just want to just quickly tell everybody, you can add something if you want to. Um, there's traditional healing and non-traditional healing. It's not always just the metaphysical industry. And I think that that is very confusing for people. They think that being a healer um, is just somebody in the metaphysical industry, somebody who does um, what I do or somebody who does what you do. And they forget about there's so many, there's nurses, doctors, acupuncture, mm -hmm. chiropractors, there's herbologists, there's naturopaths. Um, there's all those that, so basically those and, or, um, there's like other, you know, psychologists, life coaches, anybody who raises somebody else's vibration, um, by being in their presence and it is a natural healer. If you can raise somebody's yeah. vibration and leave them feeling better than they did before they came to you, that is a natural indicator of a healer, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So there are, if, if you think you're a healer, I just, I would like people to realize, cause like I said, they always think it's either Reiki hands on, uh, readings, whatever. And I'm like, there's like hundreds more areas in the healing field. So you need to discover what it is that you're good at, but what do you do next? You've decided you're a healer. You know that your abilities are opening. Um, I think one of the most important things before you go further is to decide whether you, it's just something you want to explore yourself, which you did for a little while first. Um, mm -hmm. and then I'll ask you a question about that or whether you're really wanting to become professional. Did you, if I remember correctly, it did seem, and you can tell me what, how it actually happened. It did seem like you were kind of on your own just for self-fulfillment journey when you exactly. first started. Yeah. And then it was after you cover. Yeah. Yeah. And then after you explored that for a while, you went, well, maybe I will turn this into more of a profession. Didn't that seem like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how that happened. Okay. So yeah. I think that that gets into if you're doing basically no matter if you're doing self-discovery, which is what you, you did and then later decided to take it a professional way is the next step is education, education and more education. And that's one of the things that we talked about, which I'll get into a little bit more still, cause I really want to touch on this education part. It's super important to hone your skill and to really educate yourself by reading everything you can. But more importantly, if you're going to take it a step further to the professional aspect, you need to take classes, you need to take programs, mm -hmm. you need to find a mentors. You've done all of those things very well. And I've uh, had a lot of people that um, I've mentored or worked with or just people who are friends that I've seen develop. And a lot of people don't take it as seriously they end up getting stuck and they end up not progressing in a way that they would like to. And I always have to stress to them, you, you, it's kind of like, and I'm going to let you explain how you felt about taking the classes, but it's kind of like people think if they want to get better at yoga, they need to go take yoga classes and then take the advanced yoga classes. It makes total sense to them. They feel if they want to get better at mixed martial arts, they take a class on that martial art and then they continue to take the more advanced class, more advanced class. It's natural to them. For some reason, 
I think, I don't know why this is, people think if they're going to become a healer or a healer and work, they're like, well, but I don't really want to pay for that class or I don't really, I, you know, I don't really want to go further with the educating part as far as paying for classes or one-on-ones or anything like that, which mm. stops people. And you didn't seem to have a problem with that though. What, what do you think the difference was? Because, I mean, you jumped right into the classes. You were excited about it. You wanted to learn as much yeah. as you could. And you, that, do you, did you ever think that, no, I don't really need classes? Because I don't remember you being that way. I remember you just going, hey, this is a skill I want to develop, and I'm going to learn from these people or wherever I can, wherever my interests lie. Right. For me personally, that was never a problem um, because I look at it as, uh, you go to school to learn. You, you know, you, you, you go take workshops, you take classes to learn. I wanted to learn everything I could. And for me, my belief is money is energy. So if I'm going to pay money for a course, that is energy that I'm putting into that course, class, or workshop, so that's going to come back to me. Exactly. In the way that is, of receiving exactly. information, in the way of all that, for me, also my belief is I'm letting the universe know I'm serious. This, I'm serious. It's time to take this further and take it to the next level. So I was investing in myself and my abilities and my future career. Is That's the way I looked at it. And here's the other thing that people overlook and you made you uh made a point that made me remember this point you are investing in you and yourself as far as money and energy but not only does it come back to you in signs or signals but hasn't it come back to you with your clients and the things that you've done trifold or more you see what you know yeah so the money yeah it absolutely yeah it comes back around no matter what you you definitely you know in and i think that that's a also a good point where you said i'm letting the universe know i'm serious because even this is so funny but even when i i do a lot of online classes and when i even did my online classes for people you know what i did i took classes on doing the online class and the reason right. i did that <laughs> but i did that because i wanted my students to have the best experience when they took my class yeah. Building online classes wasn't my forte. Teaching was my forte, but to put it in a um, a format that was pleasable to my students, I wanted to offer them the best product I could, and so I took classes to help help make that the best product. And it's the same thing with healing work. If you're going to charge people, which we'll also get into in a little bit, um, for healing work, you need to make sure that you're offering the best product to these people that you can. And I find it interesting that people get really hung up on that. For some reason, they think, although yeah. we do have the natural ability, they we do, do have the natural ability to do yoga too, but they think that that is not a part. They just, oh, I don't have the money. I don't. And I think what you said is hit the nail right on the head. That basically separates the people um, who I think are serious at becoming a healer if that's the route you want to take. Uh, versus the ones that are probably not going to pursue that route in in any professional form, but potentially mm-hmm. in a self-care thing, um, if that makes sense, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's, I really feel it's timing as well. Yeah, it's it is timing. timing. 
it's because they need to feel ready. Yes. You need to feel ready and you need to feel confident that I don't suggest just dumping money into classes or anything. Um, if you're not feeling like, no, I'm feeling good about this. I'm ready to move forward. Not that you might not be hesitant because it's always, I remember the first time I did some mentoring ship a long time ago. Um, and I had, um, for, fortunately for me, I was, uh, surrounded by a, uh, a group of mentors when I got into professional, I'd always been psychic as everybody knows. But when I got into professionally reading, when you go from being, and I was very psychic, I was very empath, my empath skills were ridiculous. I mean, as far as a regular stuff and even seeing what was going to happen with friends and family off the charts. But when you go into reading somebody, that's a whole different system. And so yeah. you really need to learn that process and that delivery and how to do that. And so um, I, luckily I was in a group of um, older psychics who really mentored me along, but I also did pay for some. And I remember the first time I paid for it, I thought, geez, am, am I crazy? Like this is felt, and it wasn't a ton of money. It was like a few hundred dollars mm-hmm. or something, but it felt like a lot of money. Um, but that really started my journey on just just advancing and advancing and advancing when it came to the professional side of my abilities. And so um, you've done a very good job at that. Like you really you really made Thank sure you. that you you're um, you're you were offering a good product to your clients because you learned as much as you could on how to offer that good product or, you know. And yes. I think that that's yes. hard for people. So. Well, also the benefits, the benefits you receive of, of moving forward and taking classes and workshops and, and investing in a mentorship is you yourself, for, speaking from my own experience, I learned a lot about myself. I experienced my own personal healing. In, right. And so that's a lot of times what happens. Sometimes you sign up for a class, you think you're signing up for one thing, but you get a bonus, and that is your own self-healing, your own self-discovery. And the, oh gosh, talk about confidence builders. And that's funny that's, that you mentioned that because I just told somebody that the other day is that that whole I don't know the healing process. People don't they underestimate when they're taking classes mm-hmm. to try to work for somebody else. They actually experience a healing process on their own being without even trying like it's almost effortless you begin to heal without realizing you begin to heal and we'll be back with more right after the break bringing a more conscious lifestyle to your world Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Ascending Hearts is no ordinary dating site, but a spiritual dating site with a purpose, to link you with your soulmate. We engineer the serendipity so you can trust that you will attune with someone that has the same matching vibration as you. Ascending Hearts, the conscious dating site for the spiritually aware. Try Ascending Hearts for free, ascendinghearts.com. Hello, I'm Lisa Berry. Join me every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time for Light on Living, a chance to see new. 
hear different, and feel more as I shine the spotlight on all the ways to lighten the load of life's challenges. Light on Living is your link to that new way you're looking for, that new understanding that will enhance your life, and that positive connection that will support your growth. So join me and you'll gain insight and start to see things in a new way that motivates you. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food, we've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food, because 40% of all food in the US never gets eaten. Save the food, cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Aloha and welcome back. So we, me, and by we, I mean me and Kao, my <laughs> co-host. <laughs> Maybe people are just tuning in. Um, we have been discussing becoming a healer and the different steps that it takes in your journey and sort of my journey because I have a lot of clients and people who want to know, you know, when they have that calling of becoming a healer, um, how to become a healer. So we're, we discussed the signs, which I'll put the link below for you or in the description for you guys who want to know, you know, if signs, if you're a healer, we talked about different types of healing, discovering you're a healer and whether you're going to heal for yourself is where we left off or heal professionally and education is entirely important mm -hmm. paying and investing in yourself um so the next thing it i think that people need to do and it's weird because we i feel like we the show is going so fast um it is it, isn't it going really quickly i feel like this should be a two-hour show um yeah so over over time or no, I don't mean over time, but when you start, one of the things that, well, how do I know where to start then? Let's say that I want to become a professional. I want to take classes. A lot of people say, well, like, how do I know where to start? Well, the next thing you have to do is you have to pick a direction and define your goals. And that's something that is overlooked often is defining goals and pick, an, pick a direction. What does that mean? Basically, that means you need to start somewhere, and usually if you're just becoming a healer, I here's a misconception for, for those of you who are just finding out or discovering that you wanna do this. I A lot of healers think they have to do everything, and so they try mm -hmm. to educate themselves on everything. I, th I personally, um, the healers that I've seen develop into really wonderful healers, and even my own journey and your journey, um, you don't tackle everything at one time. It's too much. You can't hone. You can't, you know, hone that craft in. Good when you're doing. Um, okay, I'm going to do psychic ability stuff. I'm going to do um, spirit communication. Then I'm going to do pet communication, all at one time. It it doesn't work like that. You need to pick one thing that you want to develop first, or one or two things. In in my opinion, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. You need to be develop and hone in that skill. And when that becomes more natural, so you don't have to force and work on it so hard, naturally you will then be interested in the next step. And then you will begin to start educating yourself more on that skill. So for instance, um, I'm gonna use you for an example. So um, you <laughs> seem to tap in first in your psychic ability skills 
and then you really worked with that for a long time in honing your skill you took a lot of classes once you were confident and you began to kind of touch in you kind of start with the pedal process which was what you've now discovered in organized reading but mm -hmm. in my mind that was your I look at it a little bit differently and not that this pedal process is really it's really cool it's an organized reading but I looked at that as kind of your introducing almost like life coaching type stuff with reading stuff in it then you said okay now mm. and then I'll actually do readings so you kind of eased yourself in you dipped your toe in with the pedal process which I feel like you've kind of revised into this really again cool thing but then you did went into the readings and then you then you uh later added the spirit communication and then now the pet communication stuff i did something similar um where i had actually did a lot of channeling first and mm. so i channeled a lot and then i got into more just one-on-one -on -one type readings and then it just went on to you know spirit the mediumship stuff and then um just took off into all these different areas but don't do you feel like that's what you did or that did you actually tackle more than one i mean not more than one but like all of them i feel like you need to just pick well, a direction start one place yes so for me um my personal biggest obstacle was to get over the fact that i am capable of connecting i am capable of doing this and um, so for me, I started with, uh, I think I was in the, I, when, when I was living in Hawaii, I happened to be staying at a friend's house. They were hosting a Lomi Lomi workshop and they said, why don't you just stay and hang out? So this was a five day intensive learning about the Hawaiian healing Lomi Lomi. Oh, so yes. In that, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So in Which that is also workshop, a I, form of healing. It's still yes, healing. Yes, it is. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's it's massage work. Yes, it is. Well, we were taught in this class, and at the end, you ground this person and you receive a message. Well, I was quote freaking people out with the messages right. <laughs> that I was receiving for the people, and so that's so. Then I started honing in on that. So through that I was able to tune into the body and read the yeah. body and then if that okay. person had a loved one floating around they had a message too so I learned about that then so all along I'm developing my gift of seeing a vision then right. I went to I also learned about feng shui so I went and took this intensive oh. course this feng shui course and Worked on that for about a year, got my certification. When I went to uh, go and feng shui people's homes, I was feeling the energy of the home. I was feeling how their marriages were, their family dynamics. And it was building up more of my reading until, I, until, like you said, I kept dipping my toes, dipping my toes, until I finally realized, okay, I have a gift. I'm going to fully develop this gift now. So... I yeah. allowed that, is, that to evolve. The, yeah, so you made a very good point, though, too, that I noticed that a lot of people do, is you actually use some of the f um, physical accepted healing work. And this is what yeah. healers do often. They used physical accepting healing work. So by he accepting, 
I mean, if you're working with even a tool, which is weird, like tarot cards or something right. like that, um, palm reading, for some reason, because you're using something physically based, people go, oh, yeah, that must that must be more true than if you're just giving an actual right. reading. And I that find that curious, but seriously, <laughs> yeah, that must, if you're doing anything that has anything to do with physical, everybody's brain goes, yeah, right. that's real. And then once you, and it's, it's interesting because most people who do all those things you talked about and tarot readers, palm readers, even astrologers, astrologers do this all the time. Mm -hmm. and nobody ever realizes this. Um, they're actually literally giving you a intuitive reading as well. They're intuitively um, interpreting your chart, be, chart because astrology People don't realize it gives you the basic guidelines, but the translation from the chart to you as the person, uh, you as Jennifer or mm -hmm. KL, has to be specific to that person. So then they have to use that their intuitive abilities to translate that chart to you. And so, but people are like, wow, yeah, that's, that's um, legit. And so I liked your comment about that because people do do that and that's okay. And all that stuff is great and wonderful, but at least you pick somewhere and what normally happens from that point to the other points is it, it, it's a journey. It will lead you to a next yeah. ability, which will lead yeah. you to another ability and another one. But what I'm, what I want everybody to know is don't try to do everything at one time, do hone in that one ability and yeah. then it'll lead you to another hone that, that skill and another, and it will, can, it will change over time and it will change with development. So that's, you will be getting that's so true. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you will add more tools to your toolbox the more years that you do this. You will get, you will get, mm -hmm. you will add a hammer and a screwdriver and nails. And you, you will just add more over time. And so practice is also key. And then accepting your abilities. Once that you pick a direction and you go, I want to go here. I want to go over a couple of things before break, which is accepting your I cannot believe how fast this show is going. Accepting your abilities <laughs> and facing fear and judgment, which you've touched on, but I want to touch on it with a, another aspect. Um, people have a hard time. They'll go, okay, and they get excited about it. Yeah, I have this calling. Okay, I'm going to pick a direction, and I'm going to do all these things. But then you will, and it's totally normal for you to go, yeah, but can I? That's a normal thing. That doesn't mean you're not a healer. That just means you need more training and education. With the more training and the more education, the more practice that you do, that feeling will fade out and eventually go away. But that just means mm -hmm. you're too new in that process. You need more education, whatever. But then comes facing fear and judgment. So when you come out of the closet, which we've talked about for many, many years, <laughs> when you come out of the closet as a psychic or a healer or a medium or whatever that's doesn't have a physical tool with it, then you will face fear and judgment. Now people will be like, yeah. you know, well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid that I'm going to face fear and judgment. If you are thinking of becoming a healer, I promise you, you will face fear and judgment. That's not a bad thing. Truthfully, it's just a thing. And that's the difference. It's not mm -hmm. a bad thing. It just is a thing. Not everybody's open to believing in things that they're not physically seeing. And you will face it from family. You will face it from friends. Mm -hmm. I have yet to meet anybody who has, um, a, is a healer and there's not somebody, whether it's a distant cousin or a grandmother or a family friend, that's like, what do you mean? Chaos doing spiritual readings now or mediumship. Like what, <laughs> you know, she was a photographer. Like 
seven years ago, yeah. which she still is an amazing photographer. But well, when did this skill develop? They don't know your journey because as a healer, usually you've had this skill for since you were little and you just did mm -hmm. you know what we said and ignored. But you will face it. It's not if, it's just when, and that's okay. So I'm going to tell the story really quickly. Somebody said to me um, one day, I have some a lot of cheerleaders in my family who love my ability, and other ones don't talk to me about it. It doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. I, I don't do it for them, and it literally, I don't feel anything about it. It's, it doesn't bother me at all. But somebody came up to me one day and says, I told so-and-so about your ability, and they, like, don't believe you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, doesn't that make you mad? I'm like, not even a little bit. <laughs> and they're like, but it made me mad. And I'm going, you do all this stuff even. And this was even similar to now or not very long ago. So like I'm got, I'm everywhere on the internet, right? And so I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what, truthfully, and um, there are so many people who actually don't hone their craft, don't do the things that they need to do to get to educate themselves and give their clients the best readings. They just think, oh, I got this ability and I'm going to dive right in. They start charging people money. And those people, those healers who have not honed their craft the best to their ability, which is your responsibility as a healer. If you're going to become a healer, it is your responsibility, hands down, if you're going to charge money to absolutely hone your craft and educate yourself to the best of your ability. That is important. Mm -hmm. But some people don't. And so I don't have a problem with pe people being skeptical of me because I feel like people should be skeptical of all healers, truthfully, until you experience that healer yourself or somebody's referred you to that healer. And then you can see, is this person really a good healer? Or are they legitimate or are they not legitimate? And so for me, I'm just like, oh, when he talks to me, I'm sure he'll change his mind, it doesn't matter. But um, we'll finish this right after the break. Conscious connection to a more mindful world. Om Times Radio, IOM FM. Humanity Healing International is a small nonprofit with a big dream. Since 2007, HHI has been working tirelessly to bring help to communities with little or no hope. Our projects are not broad mandates, nor are they overnight solutions, but they bring the reassurance that no one is alone and that someone cares. To learn more, Please visit humanityhealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Hi, I'm Kelly Fox, host and astrologer of The Astrology Show. Each week, I'll give you access to the current transits, which are a valuable tool that provide astrological information to help unlock the potential each of us has. Understanding the stars can help steer us in the right direction to make better informed choices. So if you're wondering what's going to happen in your week ahead, be sure to tune in to The Astrology Show for guidance, Mondays at 9pm Eastern Time. Listen, my life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. People think that having someone who will listen makes it better. I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I think that having someone who will listen makes it better. People understand. No one can get me to use drugs. 
My life changed because someone was there to listen. Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to turn addiction around. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Aloha, and we're back. I'm back with my guest, special guest, Kao, a spiritual medium, a friend of mine. And we were talking about fear and judgment, and I was talking about the person who had come up to me, or my one of the family members, and got all upset because somebody didn't believe I did what I did. Or not all upset, but like like shocked and, and kind of like, well, I can't believe they don't believe you. Um, and the thing is, as a healer, um, and I do this really well, and hopefully you guys who are becoming healers will too, you know, I'm not also a healer to change people's mind. And that's something that I think is really important when you learn to become a healer. Some new healers think that they want to go out and like really convince people to do this and do that and change their, their lifestyle and change what they're doing intuitively because they can see all these things that would happen in a wonderful way if they change. Um, you know, for people who are not ready to, you know, discover that part of who I am, I'm totally okay with that. I can just be Jen. That's it. I don't need to be mm -hmm. Jen, the psychic or anything. I can just be Jen. But I'm not, I'm not here to heal people who are not wanting to be healed, who are not wishing to be healed. They don't really want to be involved in the metaphysical and or not ready. And so that's mm -hmm. another thing when you're learning to take clients and learning to if, when you practice for free, usually, which is what most people do in the beginning, um, understand and don't be disappointed if the, if the person that you're choosing or, or is volunteering, if they're really super skeptical and standoffish, they may not be ready to be healed. You have to have a w willing client. You have to have somebody who wants and believes in what you do and is interested in making changes in order to be successful in the healing work um not just i don't like to take on clients even to do readings where they're just like no i want you to tell me um what you see on this this and this that happens a l more often than you would think it doesn't happen a lot to me anymore because i just don't read those clients i teach all my clients at the beginning of a reading how to tune into their own intuitive abilities quickly um, I do a rundown of that and, and some rules to watch for during a reading, whether it's with me or anybody else, um, because we are translating information. And so I want, that's one thing that throws everybody off for me is they're always like, you're always teaching this stuff though. Like all the, everybody I've even had a reading for never told me this. And I'm like, well, because I want you guys to feel <laughs> empowered, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think you faced a lot of judgment necessarily, um, I do oh, yeah. daily of people. Did you? Okay. We just didn't really oh, talk yeah. about that. Cause I think for me and you, it doesn't really, I re it really doesn't bother. It, honest to God. I, I just don't even, it doesn't affect me one way or the other. Usually those people talk to me and go, Oh, wait a minute. But like, you're not trying to change my, I actually had that happen. Somebody said, but you're not trying to change my mind. And I said, but mm -hmm. I'm not here to change, to change your mind. Like, that's not what I, that's not why I do what I do, but I, I'll answer questions for you. And when you're ready, if you're open to, and then they just kept asking me more questions. The next thing you know, they'd change their mind. It was like a half hour. So, um, yeah, fear and judgment is just going to happen. Right. I, I feel it like comes along with the territory. Need, yeah. I feel like we almost should. It comes like along. Yeah. It, it totally comes along with the territory. Mm-hmm. Um, fear, it was my own fear of myself, you know, what will people think? That's a huge, huge, huge speed bump 
with many people, many healers coming out of hiding. What will mm-hmm. people think? They don't know me like this. Well, that's okay. You're going to have to, you know, in your personal development and in your confidence, be okay with them not agreeing with you. The judgment, you're going to get it. That totally comes along with the territory. I had family members judging me. I had some friends judging me. Sometimes your relationships will oh, yeah. shift and change because you of did. that. I, I remember that. I remember that now. I remember some of that. I that did. And about. I yeah. did. And you know what? It took me a long time to work through because I allowed this member of my family to, I allowed their judgment upon me to stop my progress. I allowed it. I did that. Mm-hmm. So working through that in my personal development, in taking action, and in doing the reading and seeing, seeing people feel, feel good, delivering a heart message, a heartfelt message from a loved one for that person, seeing the transformation of that person right before my eyes of just feeling that love. That's when I realized how can this how how can this be wrong? It's 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 okay, right. and I am fine with that person judging me. Uh, what I yeah, and I think is, I was. I think I was more blessed with the. I never really cared what people thought of me much in high school. So, but what you learned was. What I learned was a lot of times when people are judging you, it is their own fears projecting onto you. Oh, for sure. For sure. That's what it, it is. is. But they've also been, they have a belief system and it depends on people's belief right. system. That's really what it comes exactly. down to. What, what have they been trained in, what they've been told their whole life, them just being uneducated in this area. Um, but like I said, I'm not meant to, I'm not here to change anybody's mind. I truly don't, I don't have the energy to do that. That takes way too much work. Um, and everybody has free will. And I don't think that, you know, this type of industry is for everybody. And I'm totally fine with that as well. Uh, it, they, but you will, you will face the fear and you will face the judgment. You have to be strong enough. If you're going to do this professionally, especially if you're on your own personal journey, that's one thing you don't, that's another thing. People will be like, well, so-and-so doesn't believe me or whatever. And I'm like, why are you even telling anybody if it's your own personal journey? Like not a soul in your life needs to know. They really don't. You can learn and educate and grow from it, but nobody needs to know you're on it. And if you're trying to develop that, your ability and become more in tune with your spiritual body, when you do tell people, just like you said with that family member, it will put a block on you and hold you back if they constantly or even maybe even say one sentence that just keeps resonating with you that makes you question it. It, it would that will hinder progress absolutely for sure so if you're on your own personal yes. healing journey you don't need to tell anybody if you're going to be on a professional one though you need to jump in with two feet because if you don't there will be it will energetically hold you back your business your profession will not be near as successful you need to and not jump in to, with two feet and make a big splash and go i'm here and this is the way it is not like that but in a way that you're all in and you're okay whether people believe you or don't believe you or believe you're reputable or don't believe you're reputable. And you know what? Um, we may have to do a part two of this at some point in time because <laughs> I feel, um, I know we're getting close to the end here, so I want to um, talk about a few other things. I don't know if you're open to doing, are you open to doing a part two? We should totally do yes, a part two. Yes, absolutely. Okay. 
maybe we can try to do a part two next week or something. I will, everybody stay tuned if we're going to maybe do a part two on here because we have literally made it through half of our notes here. And I think that this is a really um, good show. But one of the things before we get into um, some of the other stuff it entails as far as protection and all that is I definitely want to make sure that people do know where to find you. So it's in the description part. If you're, you know, looking for um, a medium ship reading or pet reading, I don't barely do medium ship readings anymore because I just am so busy. Um, so mm -hmm. KL would be who I would refer you to on a medium ship anyways. And the pet thing is pretty cool. And so her stuff is all in the description if you want to get in contact with her. And also I am doing a mentorship program, which has a lot to do with KL because you sort of forced me into it. <laughs> <laughs> but not in a bad way. But um, you kept saying that, that I, over time that I keep seeing you do this. And I keep thinking, no, mm -hmm. not really. I don't have time. No, but I really think you should. No, I don't really think I should. But after a lot of arguing, she won. And um, I opened the <laughs> mentorship program. So if you can go on keystospiritworld.com backslash, backslash mentorship. And you'll be seeing my page. Now, I only open this program and I will only take on so many clients at a time. And then I will close the doors And because I give my clients a lot of one-on-one -on -one or my students time. And I want to make sure I mentor them properly. So I know that this program closes in like five days or something anyways, regardless of if it's full, full or not. There is a time frame to it. So if you're interested, you definitely want to check that out. Also, I do know... Um, that we've had sometimes during the show we've had people who have wanted to call in you can find me or ko um, you can find my uh, higher purpose learning group and ask a question in there you can email us um it, you know our information should be below you can and we can try to answer questions or you know go into our facebook groups or whatever or facebook pages and even ask a question mm -hmm. or, or message or whatever what what you want to know so before we end on that um, so I, the other thing that I think people don't realize is if you decide that you are becoming a healer, we've definitely, one of the most important things we're going to stress again and again, and even now is educating yourself, taking classes, finding a mentor and doing programs because you are investing in yourself for your future and you are investing in yourself for a good product. And no matter how you slice it, it's business and marketing. You're offering a product to people. You know what I'm saying? And you have to make sure that you do a good job at that. You're not just going out willy-nilly going, hey, yep, I, I know I know how to do this, and I'm just going to give it to you this way. You really want to make sure you put your package together nicely and you've honed that skill in. But something I find interesting that I'm just going to touch on a little bit is what it entails. And people don't realize when you become a healer, protection um, energetic protection needs to be ramped up. Um, accepting that you're not like everybody else as far as how much um, spiritual work you can do and then um, not being in your physical body at the same time. So for instance, what I mean by that is I do know a lot of people who become healers that they just want to be in the, the psychic realm all the time, spiritual realm, and then they forget to be physical and we are physical beings. Mm. So them finding balance and maintaining balance on a physical versus spiritual aspect is really hard for people. And that can cause many issues and problems when you are learning to become a healer. 
um, is is the balance aspect. Maybe that's what we should do the next show on is the balance aspect of becoming a healer, you know? So, yeah, self-care, self-care. Yeah, self-care is very important. KL, thank you so much for joining me. And like I said, um, you can, her contact info is in the description and join us again. Join me next week for another spirit chat session. Uh, Don't forget to go to my website, keys to the spirit world.com. If you want the other one, it's keysispiritworld.com backslash mentorship. All right, we'll see you next week. Aloha. Thank you for connecting, everyone.